As a former patient, I can definitively say Ian Heron is a terrible therapist and no one should go see him. That's why I've hacked into his personal cloud to release his private therapy sessions, so now everyone can hear what a selfish, misguided, idiotic, pretentious dickwad he really is. You can help me run Ian out of business by subscribing and leaving us a nice review. Now, let's start the show. Test, test, test. Frogger flounders on the freeway after the female farmer's Ford F-150 fucked the Frogger fucker's face up fantastically. Frogger flounders on the freeway after the female farmer's Ford F-150 fucked that frog fucker's face up fantastically. Who? I got that or through it the second time. Ah, anyways, the microphone seems to be working. It is 5.58 p.m., on a Friday, getting ready to meet with my client, Joseph Jacob. Joseph is, um, well, he's got an obsession with putting children on leashes. Uh, that's, I mean, that's kind of him in a nutshell. I, I think that's the main thing we've been working on. He's probably got other stuff too, but I've forgotten it all. Anyways, uh, before, <clears throat> before Joseph arrives, just a little bit of time for a self-check-in. What's going on with me? What's going on in my world? You know... <sighs> I am still mostly retired from comedy, but I did do my friend Vince White's Twitch show the other night uh, for a comedy house party. And the premise of that show is pairing a weed strain with a video game. I'm not normally a horror person, but, you know, we got stoned and we played a horror slasher story game called Until Dawn. And, you know... (sighs) Sometimes the word hero is too accurate for what I do, but I still feel like, oh, oh, hello. Uh, hey, hi. Joseph, are you, hey. Are you ready? Yeah, no, come on. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, come on in. No, Thanks it seemed like asking. you were in the middle of something important. I can wait. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I always just kind of let the self-check-in that I do with myself. I just always kind of let that trail off randomly. Come on in. I don't need to complete my thoughts. All right. Okay. Well, yeah, just put that thought on a leash and we'll go back to it later. Put that thought on a leash. I don't know how I would do that. It's like, what, uh, what, does that, what does that mean? Contain the thought in a way that is walking a couple feet in front of me? Yeah, absolutely. I think you just said it perfectly. Contain the thought so that it's walking a few feet in front of me. Interesting. That's going to be hard to think of weed and video games as in front of me and not with me all the time. I don't know that I can separate myself from the thought of weed and video games and not. If if you can't separate yourself, how am I supposed to separate myself? I don't know that we should be separating ourselves. I don't know that that's the goal of therapy. My goal is always whoever you are, that's who you're always going to be, and you're going to stay that way. Uh, I think we have different goals for therapy. Oh, my God. I think we have different goals for therapy, then. We have different goals? Yeah. Uh, so I, you don't want to have children on leashes anymore? No, I, I'm using therapy as a way to learn how to manipulate people to get them to put children on leashes. Like, I thought oh, I was supposed I to be learning from you how to get, like, how to, like, get into people's heads and, heads. like, get them to think things. 
you know, I've never trained somebody to also be a therapist, but that's kind of what I would be doing in that circumstance. See, I always think of the therapist as the manipulator and the client as the manipulatee. Yeah, that's what I would like. I want oh. everyone else to be my clients that I manipulate into manipulate. putting children on leashes. Interesting. Well, maybe we should talk about getting you a, a CTWROS distinction. You know, that's so fascinating because I, I also work in the avant-garde mental health space and I've never oh, yeah? heard that initialism before. Really? Yeah. Really? Well, I, I'm surprised by that. It just means I'm a creative thinker who rents office space. And those oh, okay. are my qualifications right. to be a so therapist. You're a life coach. Got it. Uh, pretty much, right? But uh, yeah. a creative thinker is how I like to think of it. Yes. Sure. Okay. So uh, let's start Let's start with you here, Joseph. Can you yeah. afford to rent office space in New York City? Of course not. Okay. So, I mean, this is kind of right. You want to manipulate people, but you got no money. You're right. I, th I didn't realize the office space was like actually a huge part of the gambit. I did not appreciate that before. Yeah, it, it's I mean, if you're not in a space, then what are you doing? Right. So real estate mm -hmm. is everything. Yeah. That is true. Do you have a shared borrowed space you could use? Is there like a friend's uh, apartment that has like a common space? And you could do no, that. I mean, I've mostly been just trying to shout at people on the street, but I never mm -hmm. really tried to like convince them to come into like an office or a building and then talk to them about the value of putting their child on a mm -hmm. leash. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and let, let's talk about like you get my argument, right? To put a child on a leash. Yeah. Well, they got grubby little hands. They mm -hmm. always want to grub things. They want to grab and grub. Yeah. And And if you can control them like an animal then then you can at least prevent other people from being uh, disadvantaged by your horrible children. That is definitely a, a side benefit. I think the real benefit is that the kid gets a lot more freedom if they're on a leash. Like the reason you put your dog on a leash is not to control them, but is to give them freedom as they move around the world with you. Now, this is where you and I differ. Sure. I am trying to control dogs at all points. Well, okay. Don't you ever like the feeling of dominance, Joseph? Don't you ever like to just really feel like I'm in control? I I guess I never not feel like I'm in control. So ah. it's, uh, I guess it's never truly. Um, you don't have a loud voice that tells you things that you don't want to do, but you feel compelled to do. Oh, I have one of those. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Talk to me about that voice. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I like to take that voice and put it in a metaphor, turn it into a metaphorical cricket and put that cricket in a tiny cage and put that metaphorically in a, a, like a, I would say a cold room so that the cricket is not dead, but the cricket is immobilized by the fact that it's too cold to do anything. Okay. Interesting. So <laughs> why is cricket different than dog and child? Why isn't the cricket on a leash? Why are you choosing to do this level of care for the cricket? I think that the cricket is um, one who there are leashes for children. There are no leashes for crickets. Where am I going to get that unless I spend hours and hours and hours on R&D, which I just don't have, unfortunately. Huh. Um, and think just like a small string would do the trick. Have you like a thread from a sweater? I guess I could do that. But then I'd have to listen to the cricket tell me about, like, why are you binding me in this thing? And I don't know. I feel like it's easier to just to look. This is my theory. And this is okay. what I want. And right. you, you've heard me say this a million times. Oh, lay it, lay it want, on me again. 
yeah, I just want kids to have the freedom to interact with the world like a dog right. does when they're walking around with their parents. Right. And uh, and I think that by denying them that, we're denying them something very important. And I want yeah. I want them to get that important thing, which is just the ability to interact with the world and put things in their mouth and grab touch things with their grubby little hands, uh, stumble and fall. I think we should think about rephrasing put things in their mouth. Just you and I, I think we should strategize other ways to say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just wanted to, uh, uh, but I hear you. I mean, they need like a pacifier or something. Would they want to put they things in their mouth be easier said if I was in an office with these people? I do think so. I think there's something about the office that people think you have credentials, mm. you know? So again, like if we can find that office for you, that would be a huge help. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and I hear you. I mean, I hear you that you think that gives the kids more freedom. I, I still disagree. I, 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 um, I give my dog less freedom on that leash. I really keep a tight leash. I'm a real helicopter dad with my uh, dog, and I've been told that by other people at the dog park. Mm. They say, let him off the leash. It's the dog park. And I say, no, no, this is about me and my dominance. But, you know, uh, I I can see how in other ways. Does the dog respect your dominance? Not really, no. He keeps trying to dominate me. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I don't know if you see. It's actually the office stray dog. He kind of wanders around the office sometimes if he he, uh, pops into frame at any point. Okay, Uh, yeah. uh, but yeah, he's uh, yeah, he 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 thinks he's in charge and uh, he does try. I mean, I will say in this office, he is kind of in charge. He big boys mm-hmm. me. He dominates me. He pees on me. Uh, he uh, he sits on my head. All he, things he, children do. All which things is children like, do. Yeah. Which is I think, you know, a, a toddler has a relative. I mean, sorry, a dog has a relative intelligence of a toddler. And so I think if we're comfortable putting dogs on leashes. We should be comfortable putting anything with the relative intelligence of a toddler on them. Sure. Joseph, yeah. I'm, I'm with you just for different mm-hmm. reasons. Yeah. I agree with you, but I just disagree about how I agree with you. Mm. Right. That's yeah. that, that's that. That's how I'm going to slice this baby in half. If we're thinking of Solomon back in the day. Mm-hmm. Right? Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so yeah, let's leash up these children. I mm-hmm. would prefer to do it from a dominance perspective of children suck and we need to dominate them, but you want to mm-hmm. do it from a more freedom place. And that's, you know what? You could probably sell that if you had an office. I think that would be fine. Mm-hmm. All right. So, well, let's talk about, let's talk first talk about like, what's been your relative success without the office? Have you gotten successfully any children on any leashes in your life? Um, uh, no, unless I was babysitting the child, I was not able to get people on child's on leashes. Uh, I do have friends though, that frequently send me pictures of other people when they're traveling with their children on leashes. Okay. It encourages me. It really does. Okay. So I feel like other people are really starting to understand even without me interfering. Uh Uh-huh. The message Mm -hmm. is getting out there one way or the other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. And maybe, maybe that's another thing that, that we could think about is like, how can you get your message out there without even leaving your house? Is there any sort of blog you could start? Have you ever considered a YouTube channel, a Twitch channel? I don't know. I just, I feel way better communicating person to person, face to face. Like, I feel like you understand that having, you know, we've talked for about six months. Clients. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. God, has it been six months? God, the time flies. You don't know how long we've been working together? No, not, not really. No. Ian, are you on the stoned? leash of your own mind? Oh, oh, I thought you were going to ask if I was stoned. No, um, I already I always know that you're stoned. Yeah, I was going to say it's it's a yes to all, yes to both. Okay. Yeah. Do I, you feel I, like when you're on the leash of your own mind, are you on the collar or are you on the handle end? That's a good question. I think I'm the collar. So a long, a long time ago when I was younger, I realized that my mind is a freak. 
Mm-hmm. And I heard that song by Little Petey Pablo, uh, Freak a Leash. Mm. And and that's when I kind of knew I had to put my freak on a leash somehow, some way, or it's just going to get out of control. Mm-hmm. So I kind of leashed myself. But as to who's in control of the handle, I don't know that I have a grip on that in my own life. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Maybe the artistic director of UCB? Yeah. I don't know. Could be. I mean, I certainly feel obligated to do what they tell me to do. Mm. So that's something. Do you ever do you ever feel like there's a place that you can't go because something's around your neck? Sometimes, and it feels cold there. And it, mm. it, it feel I do feel a little there's something around my neck, but it's also a little bit like I'm caged in. Mm. You know, you've done such a good job teaching me therapy skills to manipulate people. I've been, I've been, I think I found a way to therapize you. Really? Have we done a little reversal here? I mean, I will say I have a therapist who I see once a year, and that's mm. Santa Claus. Mm. So I see Santa Claus every Christmas, and I, I think that that usually puts me in a good place. But if you think you got more you can do to me, I mean, go for it. Sure. If you were, um, if you were Santa Claus for one year, how would you take care of Ian? Oh, geez. Uh, well, sexually, of course, I'd start with just getting him off because he needs mm. that in his life. Uh, ooh, probably um, uh, more constant community, like text, just that I miss you. I'm thinking about you, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else. Um, uh, maybe like uh, money would be nice, like bags of money. Mm hmm uh power giving me power some sort like maybe allowing me not only to therapize clients but also uh maybe have uh uh uh, the last rights of their will maybe i'm the the one who gets to decide if i uh pull them out of a coma or not Mm -hmm. power of attorney that's the word i'm looking for power of attorney Mm -hmm. over everyone in the whole world that would be kind of nice for santa claus to give me Mm -hmm. you know little things nothing too big okay yeah i get that um and it seems like your first priority, though, is masturbation. Yeah, I would say getting off masturbating. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, that's like, I mean, I, there's nothing else more important in the world, right, than sexuality and sex. I mean, that's what therapy is all about. As a therapist, I think I could say that, right? It's all about sex. Is that what you tell everybody? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I mean, to me, the world is about leashes. I mean, are we saying things that are that different? Have you ever have you ever messed around? Ever messed around with a leash and sex combined, friend? Because that's Whoa. that could be something. I I've never even thought of that. Yeah. I never that's... even knew that was in the realm of possibilities. There are whole clubs in, in New York City, granted mostly basement clubs that you have to be a member of, but you can like mm. get in and they'll they'll do all those things, you know. Oh, dang. There's probably little dog bowls and such. And, mm-hmm. and and all sorts of uh, levels of depravity that I'm totally into and support. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. um, I mean, if you support it so much, I feel like that's where you should be. Why aren't you there, Ian? Uh, the artistic director of the Sex Dungeon says cut me twice, unfortunately. Uh, uh, they said I have inconsistent game moves. So I got cut from the uh, Sex Dungeon. Mm. It's really tough. Uh, but you know what? I, I'm still, I still audition every year. I still mm. put myself up for it, you know, like you, you got to just put yourself out there and wear your heart on your sleeve. Hey, I get that. It's yeah. got it's that's exactly like you put yourself out there, like just like a kid on a leash. They're but there. That, 
Exactly. But that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like, if Santa Claus can just take care of that element for me, then I don't have to put myself out there anymore and all my problems are solved. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I do know what you mean. I think uh, that's such a reasonable desire and want. I feel it. And it's it's, it's sad that you can't get that, Ian. Uh, that would land more if we were in your office. But it's just hard to hear that from somebody who can't afford an office. You know what I mean, Joseph? Like, you're not yeah. saying the wrong things, but it's just mm-hmm. it's a little hard for me to go with you all the way. No, you're right. You're right. I do need an office. Um, mm-hmm. I'm th- Okay, so I got to get an office. I got to use some these therapy skills to t- uh, manipulate, manipulate people. people. Yeah. Yeah. What else do I need to be doing? Let's see here. Uh, you know, maybe if you had an example child, that could be helpful. I, I know that you, you're not a man with children, but maybe we could get you a child just for the example and be like, look how good this child is on his, on his or her or their leash. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, what I should do is I should be going to schools and I should, you know, like most, mm-hmm. most children under the age of 15 are pretty stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I should probably just like show the school how easy it would be to, if everybody was just on a leash. I think you can go higher than 15. I would say most people under 25 are pretty stupid. Wow. I mean, I, I, honestly, you put a 24-year-old on a leash, I'm okay with it. You know? That's pretty – so you're more comfortable with a 24-year-old on a leash than a child on a leash. No, I'm, I'm comfortable both ways. I'm just oh, saying okay. gotcha. I think the definition of child is, is going further and further away from 15. I think, I think the arrested mm. development as a nation, specifically in America, but probably as a world overall, is slowly degrading to where – you know, we're less and less capable. It used to be you died at 25 and now you're at 25 and you're still living with your parents and have student loans. You know, that's still a child that should still be on a leash. I don't know. I don't know if the threat of dying at 25 makes you a more capable person. I think everybody was just this stupid. We just didn't know it. That's, that's an interesting theory. Mm, I don't, I don't, I I, think about, think about how terrible your parents were. And how that was a result mm-hmm. of their parents being terrible. Mm-hmm. And then their parents mm-hmm. were probably terrible too. And then their parents mm-hmm. were probably terrible, which makes sense because those parents were probably like 16, four generations up. Mm-hmm. But I, right? I, I guess my argument would be they're pressed into service. So even mm-hmm. though they are terrible, they have to do more because there was more to have to be done in the world. So there's some level of competency that they have just from the experience of having to do more. Okay. Whereas, you know, now it's just all, all kids on their VRs. Do I sound 80 years old? Because <laughs> I feel a little, a little 80 years old, yeah. You sound a little nostalgic for a past that you were never a part of. Hmm. That's true. That's true. But that's not a bad thing. I encourage a lot of my clients to do that. Imagine a reality that doesn't exist where you would be happier and only be happy if you get that. Mm. Oh, so daydreaming. I'm a big fan of daydreaming. Daydreaming? Oh, oh yeah. what's the last good daydream you had, Joseph? Ooh, um, I, uh, so it's like psychologically, there are like three, I, as you, you know, we talked about, I'm also in the avant-garde mental health space, but, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, there are like three main drivers for daydreaming. Mm-hmm, uh, one mm-hmm. is the fantasy of being uh, powerful. Mm-hmm. The other is the fantasy of being cared for. Mm-hmm. And the third one is like the fantasy of living through very intense power, like, uh, intense emotionally draining and powerful emotionally powerful situations mm. those are also I... the three ways that i have sex oh okay yeah that's perfect i think you're doing sex right yeah mm-hmm. um so i i think like i i'm my daydreams are all all three all at the same time wow yeah all three all at the same time can you i just just because i think specifics are helpful what was the mm-hmm. last one that showed all three of those touch points 
What were you doing? Was, uh, what was happening? Yeah, I was daydreaming um, that I was a man that was weaving leashes. Mm. So I had the power to make the leash and hold mm. it mm. and have the safety and security that uh, anyone I was interacting with would have the safety and security to walk within a three feet radius of myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I feel like it was all three of the same. And that was such a powerful, emotionally uh, resonant experience. I feel like I got all three at the same time. Now, if you had that many leashes, are you just like an octopus and each leash is coming off of you like a leg? And so you've got mm. eight little dangling legs coming out of your like waistband or whatever. I'm just trying to picture mm. it. Um, yeah, I think I feel like that's a that's a great way to look at it. It's a great Thank way you. to see it. Yeah. Thank you. Interesting. Well, mm-hmm. and Joseph, just to, just to rephrase this for myself, and I know you've said this a million times, you have nothing to do with the sell of leashes. This is not your profession. This is this is nothing to do with your career. It's yeah, just no, a hobby, I, just a side gig. Yeah, I uh, I work in peer support systems for young adult mental health, but this is just a right. passion product. Project, right, right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I, I mean, I even think the clients I work with are too old for these leashes. So uh, it's really just, it's well, just that I, I want the kids to be out there in the world Mm. hanging out you keep you keep having this it's got to be a certain age thing and i do want to challenge you on that joseph mm-hmm. imagine how great it would be if senior homes had the seniors on leashes don't you think that would also be good yeah actually right? i think that, i mean i i think it's more of a relative only only leash your relatives capacity ah. yeah so like you know if we put dogs on leashes and like children and dogs are like toddler intelligence then like, I bet there's a lot, some elderly individuals that have regressed to that level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all about uh, relativity. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about really. Okay. So in that case, uh, people with severe brain injuries might also be good candidates for leashes. Possibly. As long as we're not mocking the disabled, but no, yes. no, 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 no. Or we're not mocking children either. We're not mocking old yeah. people either. Right. Just yeah. different, uh, different people that could be benefited by having a little bit more control in their life. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, I think I, I get your point. I agree that if we think about it, like um, there's like a certain level of safety and there's a certain level of freedom and the certain level of safety then gives you freedom because mm-hmm. now you have more ability to make choices that are uh, you can walk back from. Mm-hmm. So I think, mm-hmm. yeah, anybody that can benefit. You have also mentioned like collared neck leashes a lot. I, I am mm-hmm. curious as to why that, that leash works better for you than like the chest leash that you see in a lot of dogs where you're pulling them up by the chest. Mm. You know what I'm talking um, about? If you were going to be leaded some, like be led somewhere, would you find it more effective if someone just like gently tugged at your chest or grabbed you by the neck? Mm, neither. That's the right answer. Yeah, neither. No, mm-hmm. I, again, I, I, I'm sexually motivated, so I need them to grab something else. Uh, mm. But I hear you. I yeah. hear you. Uh, it's uh, the neck is definitely uh, uh, it definitely grabs you. Mm-hmm. Definitely grabs you. Mm. Have you um have you ever babysit? Um sort of yes. Uh, not not an official I've been paid capacity but like I'm mm-hmm. dating somebody with younger sisters and I got to watch the younger sisters capacity. Like are they significantly younger? Uh this was when I was younger. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> this was when I was like 18. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this makes much more sense. Okay. Yes, no. Yeah. Yeah. Although um, I, I am attracted to people uh, who are wildly uh, age difference than their siblings. I don't, that's a weird attraction that I have. If you have a wide age gap between you and your sibling, I find mm-hmm. that very charming. I can understand that. Uh, it's kind of like they've, they've already had to grown up 
because they have like a, they've kind of ha- like seen the experience of like Banner being around a, an infant. A little bit, but it also tells me that their parents are sexual people that they're having sex that far apart. And I'm like, oh, great. Maybe this is a sexual person. Maybe I'm going to get the Santa Claus I'm looking for. Never works out that way, but that's what I hope. Yeah, I don't know how many people learn one-on-one their sexual preferences from mirroring their parents. Well, let me tell you, as as somebody who doesn't just dabble in the mental health therapist, uh, in the health field, but actually lives it, 100% of people. Really? Wow. How How your parents fuck is how you fuck. You know, in my work, I've never, ex- never found that or experienced that. Yeah. Really? You're probably yeah. just not asking the specific question of your clients. Hey, how do your parents fuck? And that's an important question of therapy. You're right. I have not crossed that boundary. Yeah, so yeah. Um, maybe I'm not going far enough. I think yeah. Hey, you are the therapist here. So, um, and I'm supposed yeah. to be learning from you. Yeah. So I, I, I got to get an office space. I got to get, get an office space. Uh, I got to change up the options from just collars, but maybe give chests, Ch- maybe change some up the options. Ask your uh, clients how their parents fuck. Maybe give yeah. them a, a pen and pencil so they can draw it out for you. Absolutely. I, I should be doing that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should get like a little nook in my uh, office space that has a little drawing drawing corner for those. A little drawing corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's maybe if you have clients with children, you put the children in the drawing corner on their leash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. I will say a little ambitious to go from I don't have an office space to I'm getting an office space with a nook. I'm just like, you, you know, let's let's just take it one step at a time. All right. Let's you're not right. Like, you're right. Yeah. I want an office space and a Ferrari. It's like, OK, let's let's be realistic here. Let's just start with the office space. Right No, You're right. That that's helpful. I need to meet my challenges where they're at. And you mm-hmm. first figure out an office space. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's the bare minimum that I need for an office space? um bare minimum probably like a snoopy cardboard box sort of situation oh okay then i can do you know? that all right yeah, well yeah, then yeah, i yeah. can get i can get a nook if that's all i need you can, you can get, get a nook, a nook in, a card- in a cardboard box well i guess you could yeah depends how big the boxes are yeah i just i was thinking of like a nook nook you know and like to me a real nook is built by a carpenter preferably jesus christ himself mm. but uh, uh you need a real carpenter to carve out a nook and i just don't know that a real carpenter would come to a cardboard box on a call I don't know. Maybe, maybe this has got to be my first guy that I convinced to do something for me. Ooh, interesting. You lure a carpenter into therapy because obviously carpenters have tons of problems because they're working mm-hmm. with wood all day. Uh, and then, uh, and then once they're in therapy, you convince them to build a nook and that, you know what, this is a little close to a Seinfeld episode plot, but uh, doable. I think I've never seen Seinfeld, so I won't know, but oh, um, okay. I, I was actually thinking to myself, you know how, there are people that have those do those challenges where like I start with a paper clip and I'm going to trade my way to a house. What if I do that with favors? What if I start with one small favor and eventually favor. trade my way into getting someone to put their child on a leash? Put their child on a leash. I, 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 I'm open to that. I like this line of thought. Okay, so what's the small favor you start? What's the equivalent of the paper clip in that scenario? I don't know. Maybe I uh, I tell them there's dandruff on their shoulder. Um. And you're willing to do that? That's a that that to me is a big favor already. You you don't want to go smaller than that? Oh, um, no, I'm comfortable starting there. I, I shouldn't doubt myself. I, I need a you know we've been working on confidence and self esteem and imposter syndrome for months, mm-hmm. and I you're right. I need to uh, I just need to meet myself where I'm at, which is I can do that. I can mm-hmm. I can make that choice, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So I don't know. I I I'm gonna start with my friends for now. Because that way I can build up a large quantity of favors that I can hold over them. Uh-huh. That way, like my friend Emily, eventually when she has a child, 
I uh-huh. uh, am going to say to her, I've done all these favors for you. Uh-huh. I'm going to put your child on a leash when I babysit them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And are you, also, are you sure Emily wants to have children, by the way, or are you just totally projecting at this point? No, we've had this conversation. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, good. I've good. already uh, been uh, eliminated as a possible friend to ask to babysit because she knows I will put her child on a leash. Right. Uh, which is also great because this also gets me out of favors, too. Did you so finish for asking like- me about my babysitting experience, by the way? I just want to make sure you ask me whatever you want to ask me about that. You were asking me, you were going to ask me something specific about my babying experience, weren't you? Oh yeah, this is you're such a great therapist. You reminded me to ask me to talk to ask you questions about yourself. So you can exactly right. Yeah. This this is what a good therapist does is they they show you through learning about them. Yeah, about this yourself. is no, this is great because uh, I I definitely need to be when I'm convinced trying to convince people to put their children on leash, I should be interrupting them to say, totally. hey, like uh, I was saying something earlier. Do you mind asking me about it? But please tell me about mm-hmm. your babysitting experience. Oh, I thought you had a question for me about it, but I can just talk to you about it if you want. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I bet at that moment when you were babysitting a toddler, you were just like, there was a moment within you that was like, I should put this kid on a leash. I felt like mm. there's like a primal urge. It was hard because I was behind a closed door hooking up with their sister and I don't know what they were doing. Uh, but uh, I hear you. Uh, uh, the, yes, I, if I was paying attention to them, it would have been nice to think about them on a leash. That would have been helpful. Uh, but mm-hmm. I wasn't. I was being a, a, a bad person. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, well, um, so you also believe in leash in the house, huh? It's not just an outside thing. You think like if, if even when a child is home alone, that they should just be leashed? I think if there's a, a greater than nine square feet. Now, that's got to be an arbitrary number you just pull out of your ass, right? No, because think about no? it. Uh, what's the l- largest distance that you could lunge to grab a child? And it's probably about nine feet. Yeah, no, you're right. That's about right. Uh, no matter what height you are, we can all lunge nine feet. Yeah, yeah. If you think of like the average five foot five to eight person. Yes. And if they fully lunged forward. Yes. Their arms would extend five feet beyond where they are, plus yes. a little bit. And yes, then yes, they yes. would also have some little, you know, a horizontal jump space. And that's probably around nine feet. No, that's that's about right. No, you're right. Okay, so if you're not in lunging distance, you need to be leashed. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, maybe that's that. Maybe that's an appeal of your cardboard ox office. Like, hey, in mm. here you can take off the leash because we're less than nine feet. We can lunge for each other anytime. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The nook would obviously be eight by eight feet. So the nook would be eight by eight, and then so yeah. one, one by one is the rest of the office. Yeah, it's mostly nook. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, my office should just be a nook. Maybe I should just get a nook office. I think you're finally starting to understand the benefit of being dominant. That to oh me is God. a real power play, Joseph, and that's a good thing. Wow. This is what I want you to feel, right? I also appreciate, and I know that uh, this is something I pushed you towards a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that we, we intentionally made all of your friendship circle have excessive amounts of dandruff. I do think that's another subtle way to have made yourself feel powerful by mm-hmm. having great hair by comparison to all these nasty people. Yeah, yeah. I um, also, when my friends turn around, I take a tiny bit of talcum powder out of my pocket and just dust them and just give them a, uh, just, I know these are all things I've been learning from you and it's, you're right. Like the confidence, my imposter syndrome has gone down ever since I could dust a little bit of dandruff on everybody's shoulder. Oh, it, yeah, uh, it's, it's such yeah. a good feeling. I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't have to feel less than this person. Nope. They got dandruff on their shoulder. They got dandruff yeah. on their shoulder, right? Yeah. Ah, oh. and, and, uh, I'm glad that's working for you. So, um, Okay, 
We're going to get you an office space. The office space is going to be mostly Nook. Going to manipulate these clients into uh, having more children on a leash. Um, I wonder if maybe there's also going to be some benefit to like uh, negative campaigning. Maybe we, maybe we like, uh, maybe we put some kids who aren't on leashes next to some trains and see what happens. You know what I mean? Like, uh, this could happen to your kid if they weren't on a leash. Right. Exactly. Like those, like those terrifying PSAs from back in the day. Did you ever see one of those PSAs about don't fall asleep on the train tracks or is that only a Tennessee thing? Okay. Yeah, definitely not a thing I had to be warned of as a child was to not fall and find a train track. And then to get comfy and then get be comfy enough that I could actually doze off. Uh, I, I think I think uh, maybe the PSA like glided over this part, but I think sure. the implication was that the teenager was drinking heavily and perhaps uh, passed out on the on the uh, uh, track. But I think the PSA was thinking like, ah, it would be too much to also tell him to not drink. Let's just focus on the not passing out on the train tracks part. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I will say it worked. I've never passed out on a train track since I saw that PSA. Mm. Tons of times before that. Before that. Okay. Yeah. Tons of times before that. But I got lucky. I'm going to be honest. I didn't understand it until you brought up the alcohol part. And I was like, oh, right. this makes sense. Every time I drink, I find this inexplicable urge to wander towards uh, steel that's like four feet apart. Mm. Uh, it's almost like you, uh, uh, drinking makes you a reverse magneto. You're attracted to metal when mm. you drink rather than metal being attracted to you yeah that's i know this is you're a great therapist i never had that bridge so through. much thank you so much yeah. i find i find if i if i if i keep thinking of all my clients as x-men i will mm. eventually find the x-men for them and you're a reverse magneto yeah there's actually real therapy techniques that are based off of using superhero characters to help people understand themselves of course and i'm a real therapist so it all it all yeah. ends up yeah, yeah. I yeah. did that on purpose, and that's a totally legitimate thing to do. Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, Is that I, what your film degree was used for? Was to help you uh, identify superhero characters in movies to then work with clients later? Uh, the six years of film school. Yeah, I mean, sometimes that loosely applies. You know, if if I can make something analogous to a movie, I will. Mm. If I can make something analogous to an episode of Seinfeld, I will. Mm. You know, that's all a part of it. We all use what we have, right? Yeah. Although I do wish. Uh, I guess I could. I guess like. A movie theater is another place where I wouldn't mind the adults being on leashes too. Just to, again, like mm. challenge your idea that it needs to be just children, right? It's yeah. not just about like the disabled or the elderly or anything like that. I kind of think like, I don't know, maybe this is just we all need to be on leashes all the time, all of us. Mm. You know, because people in movie theaters, they're getting up to get popcorn. They're checking their phones or whatever. And if you could just give them a yank, you know, be good. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, hey, I get it. It's just like a... I, I, I'm really changing my horizons and feeling like I need to, maybe everybody should just be leashed to everybody. Yes. We're mm. all leashed to each other. This finally is the codependent world that we all deserve. Yeah. By the way, I know this is more of a side topic because you mostly like to focus on the leashes. How are you, have you been at finding a codependent partner that you can just glob your whole personality onto? Like I've been encouraging. Uh, I've, I've actually been struggling really hard on that one. Um, really? I did meet some, I, well, I've had a friend for years that I've had a little bit of that relationship with, but she doesn't okay. really seem to enjoy the fact that I constantly, um, Mm-mm. send her uh, to me, send her to me. I'll work her from my angle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She claims that I am obsessed with her. Um, right. but it also inexplicably has been hanging out with me consistently for the last six years. So, um, okay. yeah. 
all right, well, yeah, just send her to me. I'll, I'll make her realize that you're great. I mean, anytime mm-hmm. you have somebody that disagrees with your life, if there's some, if there's some manipulation you just can't crack, mm-hmm. send them to daddy. Daddy will take care of it. All right. I'm on your mm. side, right? Yeah. If you need me to manipulate somebody, even though it's the wrong thing to say to them, if it's good for you, then I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? When I'm in my nook in my future office, and I'm just going to tell everybody that daddy told me to do this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that you mm-hmm. should talk to daddy too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Oh, I should probably, I guess if I, if you, if I, if, if you're becoming my son and I'm becoming daddy, you mm-hmm. should probably know how I have sex in my sex style because that will also be your sex style. Oh, that is. Yeah. Please let me know. Oh, uh, could, wait, Lynn, give me a second to get a piece of paper so I can start yep. drawing the images that you're Great. telling me. No yeah. problem. All right. We're going to start with a puddle. Okay. okay. A puddle is coming from uh, the daddy's eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the daddy is uh, handcuffed to a chair. Mm-hmm. And then way on the other side of the room, yeah, there is uh, uh, another figure. Doesn't really matter what gender they are, but uh, let's say a woman, uh, mm-hmm. but it could be any gender. And that figure is uh, uh, receiving uh, uh, pleasure from multiple tentacles. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, those tentacles are all exploding with some sort of frothy substance. Mm-hmm. Okay, and. Um, and that's that's sex. I think that's mostly what sex is. Did I say I was crying? Yes, I'm crying. Yeah, there's I'm a not, puddle. That, the, there's a the puddle. puddle is coming from your eyes. Puddles coming. The puddle's also not touching anything to do with the tentacles or the uh, other person who may or may not be female. Mm-hmm. That's that's I, I'm I'm almost nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. But they are my sexual partner. Okay. Gotcha. Maybe like a ceiling fan for texture and ambiance. Gotcha. And is it just tentacles or is there a monster attached to these tentacles? Um, I, I, I typically do it with just the tentacles, gotcha. uh, but okay. you know, there, there could be a monster somewhere. Uh, a lot of times I think my partner likes to say the monster is me. Mm. And this is a metaphor that uh, is happening when I'm blacked out and I don't know what I'm actually doing. Mm. I've been that's, there. That's yeah. Exactly. I feel like that's pretty normal. I mean, I, I, I even learned that from my parents to think of your sexual partners as monsters. Yeah, and black so, out and don't think about what's happening there. I mean, yeah, it's like it's like Santa Claus is your therapist too. <laughs> I guess by extension. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I worked with Doctor Claus for a couple of years actually. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Great guy. Great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call him dad, of course. So that's you know that's the circle of life as we all have a dad out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was great. Um, he got me. He actually recommended. Uh, when he was like, oh, I can't work with you anymore because um, you keep trying to put all the elves on leashes, he recommended you. Oh, that's not. Oh, that's yeah. nice that he recommended me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I, I shouldn't probably say this, but even if he doesn't want to see you, you just show up once a year and he has to, you know. Oh, if, yeah. If- uh, he is constantly he, he's had to get a restraining order. I'm constantly on his property, putting the elves on leashes, you know. If you can't uh, trespass against Santa's boundaries, whose boundaries are you gonna trespass? Absolutely. Against? I mean, all of the reindeer are uh reined literally reined into the sleigh. And uh I, I can't understand why he's so difficult about this. That's true. He he does already leash up at least half of his mythology is is already leashed up. You'd think he'd just leash up the other half mm-hmm. and it would be a problem. And he knows that they all have personalities and wants and dreams, but he's okay with it. And do they all have personalities? I thought it was just Rudolph, and I thought his whole personality was what a little bitch he is. 
that is a personality and having wants and dreams. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. And I think the other personality, the other reindeer are all just bullies. So mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. They, they, hey, bullies have dreams too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we list off the reindeer real quick just to make sure we know them all? Because there's Rudolph, yeah. there's Ben Affleck, there's Matt Damon. Sure, there's Bartholomew. Bartholomew, right? Yeah. There's, there's the Beef two, Chicken. There's Beef Chicken. Yeah. Aren't there, aren't there the two women reindeer that make out in the pool? Sure. Yeah. Um, Louise and Diane. Yeah. Sure. Uh huh. Uh huh. There's uh there's overalls. Overalls. Yeah. And then overalls and beef chicken, I think, have a thing. Yeah. Overalls and beef. They're always. They're there's always a lot of sexual yeah. tension. Yeah. Between yeah, overalls yeah, and yeah. beef chicken. Um, and there's all uh, there's also oh no those are my antlers so. Hmm. Well, there's there's Uno, those are my antlers, and then there's Oh No, those are my yeah. antlers. I think those are two separate reindeer. Yeah, Uno goes in the front of the sleigh, and Oh No uh, pushes the sleigh from the back. That makes sense. Yeah, and that's also why they're the canonical uh, uh, ninth reindeer or whatever it is, because they're at the back pushing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that reindeer doesn't uh, trot; they just put their back up against it and push with their hind legs the whole time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember seeing the imagery of that as a kid. It's like when yeah. you find out what the real fairy tale is and it's much darker than the children's tales we actually tell. Mm. It was one of those kind of moments, you know. I I live for those moments. Really? Yeah. When the fairy tale actually turns out to be darker the whole time? Yeah, of course. I why do you think I keep my uh that little voice in my head in a as a cricket in a cage? In a yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in a cold room where I can feel the coldness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I guess that makes sense. Well, you know what, Joseph, I have to say, you are one of my uh, stronger clients in terms of mental health. It, it does feel like a little bit more of a challenge talking to you because you're already so well off. You know, mm-hmm. it's like there's yeah. it's, it's kind of like taking an A to an A plus like we can do it. But like you mm-hmm. already got an A, you know, uh, but all the same, I do think meditations are helpful sometimes just to really make sure all these concepts are sinking in. Make sure you are walking away from today a better person. So would it be all right if I led you through a guided meditation today? Joseph? Yeah, yeah. Do one of the ones that uh, Dr. Chris Kringle, the old claws. I wish I, I wish I had one of those prepared. I, uh, I actually, the one I have prepared for you today is uh, I actually got it from an incredibly mystical mystic. Mm. Okay. And that's where this meditation comes from. Uh, one more thing, Joseph, if you would, as this meditation is going on, anytime I point to you, if you would just please say the word, right. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. <clears throat> and Joseph, if you would now, please listen to the sound of my voice as I count back from three Two, one, Joseph, you're calling all cars in here with a prince of the south. And you're going to kill that yabba dabba do shit because you've just gotten out. You've been bad, bro. What you getting mad for? You're going to have to light them up. So you eat flames up and you crack fire out and don't make them light your butt, for God's sakes. Now, Joseph, you want to picture somebody, maybe a woman, and now she's grabbing on your pants and she's trying to pull it out of your pocket. And you say to her, don't yank it on it so hard. You're going to pull it out of the socket. But you're looking for that exercise with the thighs and the hip muscles. On the next exercise, you're gonna burn some lip muscles. 
And now this meditation is going to work your ear muscles. And if you're skinny, then you can use your little muscles. Bag back a tea bag with these duffels. And pow, 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 it's smashed when we hustle. And now, Joseph, if you're ready, you feel right in this motherfucker. You're right. Because you feel good in this motherfucker. You're right. Your whole neighborhood is in this motherfucker. You're right. And we're gonna rock this motherfucker all night. And we're coming out of the meditation now, Joseph. And three, just when you thought you could slow down and take a sip of that water. Two, we'll see you uptown. And one, and you're back with me, Joseph. How are you feeling? How was that for you? (sighs) Oh, God, that was like daydreaming where I got all three fantasies at the same time. Really? Power being taken care of and feeling intense emotions. Just those leashes coming off you like an octopus. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. And I just realized that's kind of the sexual drawing that you were drawing, too. It kind of looks like leashes coming off of the partner, does it not? The tentacles and leashes? Uh, I don't know if the camera can pick this up. It's It's, actually it's redacting everything. It's it's blurry. Yeah, it's because it's pornographic. uh, uh, It's been blurred out by the uh, cameras. By the way, thank you for consenting to cameras in the therapy office. Not most clients don't. Oh, hey, no, I get the it. office stray dog. Uh, uh, see, this is what happens. I don't mm-hmm. put the office stray dog on a leash in the office for one second. He starts barking. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're you're understanding the value of leashes. I will. Yeah, leashes yeah. everywhere. Leashes all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good luck with your avant-garde mental health. Good luck finding a, an office space. I do hope you build a nice nook for yourself. Hopefully, we'll get more people on leashes soon. Mm-hmm. And always come back if I can help you manipulate somebody else, okay? I'm still yeah. here for you to take over the world. All right, Joseph? Uh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, good luck with your avant-garde mental health as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so yeah. much. I don't think of it as avant-garde so much as traditional and right and good and the only way to do it. Gosh, this office straight dog is really just having a freak out behind me. Mm-hmm. What's the dog's <laughs> name? Uh, you know, I just refer to him as the office trader. If I name him, I'll become too attached, right? Uh, yeah. It's important to have a codependency figure in your life, but that's gotta be a human. Right? Yeah. You got to attach to a human and make your life about them, but not a dog. You gotta be above that, right? Have some standards. All right. Yeah. You're right. I need to go back to, um, trying to talk to that friend that doesn't want to talk to me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Be codependent. All right. All right. Good luck to you, Joseph. All right. Take yep. care out there. Oh, uh, oh you're, you're just, your leash is caught on the, you're oh, just, you thank got you. your leash. Yeah. On the, yeah I got it. Yeah. That. It's on the door. Uh, it's like, you know, it's one of those uh, handle doors that easily gets things hooked on it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Cause yeah. I rent the office space. It's my door. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, great. Um, all right. Uh, by the way, who's in control of your leash normally? You just let it, you just let it trail. Uh, no, I put it in my mouth and walk around with it in my mouth. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. maybe that was a better answer to my own question of I'm both the collar and I'm the, uh, the head yeah. of the leash, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to think about that for myself. All right, great to see you, friend. Yes, good to see you too. I will right. see you next week. Yeah, I will be here, I think. Okay. I, I don't know. I'm pretty stoned most of the time, but I or, should be hey, here. By next week, I might even have my own office. So you could just come over. It's going to be 90% nook. That would be fun. That would be yeah. fun. Oh, oh! If you get me special access to that nook, I would really appreciate. It. I like mm. VIP service when I do okay. it. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah, we'll think about. It. We'll we'll figure out a way. All right. Thanks, Joseph. Good seeing All you, right. friend. Bye. Right. Bye. Oh, that was um, that was something. You know, like more freedom when you're on a leash, right? Maybe, maybe marijuana is my leash. Maybe I am constantly tied to pots. And that's how I'm holding myself back. I'm glad I ended this on a happy thought. I really am a great therapist. Quick note to self. Oh, 
I think the comedian Jake Joseph is so, so funny. you got to follow Jake on Instagram at foolish underscore boy. And the O's of foolish are zeros. So at F-0-0-L-I-S-H underscore B-0-Y. You can also check out Jake's live show, Late Night with the Foolish Boy, a monthly late night show at the People's Improv Theater. You can check your local listings through the website of The Pit or at the Foolish Boy's Instagram. And while you're at it, make sure you check out from 5.30 to 6.30 the Rush Hour Jam on Thursday nights every single week at The Pit. That's hosted by our good friend Jake Joseph. Speaking of shows, I'm in a live show at 9.30 on Wednesday, April 12th at Caveat Theater. That show is anything but stand-up, and I'm doing it with my improv team, Drop Your Socks. The old Drop Your Socks crew, who I love to death, might be our last show before we rebrand, so come out and see us. April 12th, 9.30, Caveat. Shout-out to Aaron Harland at ERHarland, AaronHarland.com. Aaron makes great podcast theme songs and cover art, but she also makes a wonderful music in her own right, which you can follow on Spotify and Bandcamp and all those wonderful places you can get your music. Thanks to Jason Shaw and Audionautics.com for the use of the meditation music. Thanks to Nick Rockwell, our new producer, helping us out. Be sure you follow at Sigmund Fraud Pod if you want to see behind-the-scenes photos of me and some of my clients, which shouldn't get out there. I need to shut that account down somehow. All right, let's make sure this recording has the most freedom it possibly can. I'll just put a nice tight leash on it, and then we'll never get out there into the public, never risking our safety.